Jewish audio on Chabad.org. Good morning. We are on page Tough Mem Dalid, um, the bottom of the, uh, the main paragraph, the I guess it's the second paragraph, there are a couple of lines above it. Um, we've been discussing in the context of Avoida, um, particularly the contrast between the Avoida of the uh, Evid Pashat, the Evid Neman, and to a certain extent the Ben, which we'll get back to a little bit later on as well. Um, the idea of the uniqueness of the, uh, excuse me, the Evid Pashat. The Evid Pashat is so unique that his Avoida is regarded as a Chiddush. It's not only a Chiddush with respect to himself, but even the Rabbeinu Shalayim, so to speak, sees it as a Chiddush. It's, it's something which is not programmed into creation. It's something beyond. Um, we're going to continue with this idea. Actually, we're, we're headed into some very uh, difficult territory now, uh, which is going to take us deeply into these, into these concepts and to bring a bit more Haskalah into, uh, into the issue. Um, so we have this idea, uh, this word which keeps popping up again and again and again. There's, one is associated with the other. It's two words. Yegiya and Chiddush. So I guess uh, what we really have to do is to understand what is a Chiddush. How in the context of this mimer, uh, is, what would we call a Chiddush? What is a Chiddush? How do we define it? We know what it is, actually, because we're told what it is. It's the Avaita of Yigiyah, for example, in the case of the, of the Evid Poshet. Lamaila, it's a Hamshacha, which is beyond Seder Shtalshalus. It's something new. It's something that's not within the system. The last uh, time we, uh, we uh, discussed this uh, in context of Bracha and Tfilah. So a bracha is something which is a blessing. We know that. It's, it's a, a, a shefa. It's a, it's, a, um, uh, it, it's, it's a hamshacha, which originates lamaila and extends lamata in a way of or yosher. Um, it has a presence. Even before it extends downward, before the person who has it uh, is even aware of it, it has a source, it has a root, it has an identifiable source and root. I think that's the key. It is within the system, it is at some lofty level, um, which for one reason or another, uh, it is stuck. There are obstacles. Uh, for a bracha to uh, um, evolve through Seder Shtalshalis and, and emerge as physical blessing in this world isn't necessarily an easy thing. Uh, on this we are judged every day, and not only every day, but every hour and every moment. But the thing is that it's there. It's, it's something that does not exist in the world yet. It's something that is new as far as the world in which the person who is blessed lives. But it's not uh, essentially new. It's, it is essentially something which has to be brought in contact with the recipient. But it's there. Not, obviously not in the same form, but it is there. So when a bracha is manifest in this world, it's, that's not really a chiddush. That is gilui helam. It's a revelation of something that is concealed at a higher level. Um, the nature of tefillah, on the other hand, as you recall, is not this. The nature of tefillah is a chiddush, which is to say that Seder Shtalshlis does not have that shefa anywhere within, does not have that or within itself. Uh, 
it is new. It is new not only to the individual uh, who is the mispalil, uh, who receives the benefit of the tefillah, the hamshacha of the tefillah, but it's new to the system. It's new, in, in, in essence, it's new. It's a new kind of light. It's a new sort of hashpa that for which there's no precedent. The world was not created with it in mind at all. There's no precedent. Uh, and there is no way of, uh, of, 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 of anticipating. Um, of course, we can't anticipate in a sense because we're, davening is something that we are part and parcel of our lives. But the, we, have, we, we often forget how miraculous the process is. We are eliciting a new light. We're make, creating a new world when we daven. We're asking for a creation of a new world, as has been explained last time. This is the idea of a chiddush. It is an or, or a shefa. Shefa is a better word, actually. Uh, because Shefa, by definition, exists within the system. Uh, uh, and it is the, 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 the product of tefillah is an or which does not exist. It is, comes new, out of the blue, from, from scratch, so to speak. Uh, which it has no precedent and it has no uh, precursor. Uh, and it is essentially inexplicable. That's what the concept of the Kiddush is. Well, we spent a lot of time discussing the fact that the Evid Pajot is a creator of Chidushim. He is a Chidush because he was not created that way. He's, when he came into this world, <coughs> as it was planned from Sheshimei Bereshus, <coughs> he was designed and created and, and formulated in a particular way. That particular way, uh, generally speaking, was a, a ra rather lowly neshama in a rather coarse goof put in circumstances which were somewhat uh, were, were crude. That was his designated position within creation. That's how he's created. That's how he's made. Uh, and I suppose the expectation would be that's how he'd live out his life. But he doesn't. Changes everything. Changes himself. Doesn't change. Doesn't make himself better. He doesn't improve or grow. He changes. From his very essence, he becomes something entirely else. He becomes He wasn't made that way. And it came through his own efforts. It came through the Yagiyah. So the Yagiyah then is a process which, like Tefillah, it's not, it's not draw on higher levels of holiness of Kedusha, of Shefa, but draws, brings down, doesn't draw on, it elicits a brand new light. We've discussed this in, the, uh, in terms of the um, Evid Pojit himself. Uh, now we are looking at the way things operate, Lamaila, in terms of Kedush. So we're taking the con same concept of Kedush, and we're bringing it into our grasp of uh, the impact of this Avaida, uh, Lamaila. So we begin on the second paragraph. This concept of Chiddush exists uh, and, uh, with respect to the Evid Pajot. Likewise, um, its counterpart, Lamaila, actually it has no counterpart because the counterpart means something already exists, but its impact, Lamaila, is Orin Saif, Orin Saif Lamaila. It's beyond Seder Stalshalis. The avoid of the Evid Pajot does not draw on anything within Seder Stalshalis, but rather creates a new light, which is above Seder Stalshalis, which enters Seder Stalshalis. Shal Yedei Yegiyah Davgan, Mamshech Pahinis Pnimius Va'atzmus Orin Saif. Radical. Pnimius Va'atzmus is elicited it's the Lushan, it's elicited, Mamshech is the, is the Lushan. It's elicited through the Avaida 
of the Evid Pasha. Well, it's definitely a paradox. It's a contradiction in terms. Uh, atzmus or Ein Soif is not elicitable. It is not, there is no path to it. There is no mechanism within creation designed to be able to draw on this source. And that's the Hiddish, that this individual is operating on a level beyond Seder Shtalshus. His yigi, his efforts are beyond Seder Shtalshus and therefore um, his, the impact is beyond Seder Shtalshus as well. It's be above Seder Shtalshus. It's new. That's in the sense of Hiddish that we've, we've just discussed. If we look at creation, the whole, what, what we think of, what we regard as the totality of creation, it all extends from Kav V'chut. Reb's going to tell us a little bit about Kav V'chut. So how does that happen? How does it operate? What does that mean? Kav V'chut Hu let us think for a bit. Let us, let, let us um, consider the process of, uh, of creation as described in Kisviarizal, Eitzchayim in this case. How, what, are we deal, what is creation? What are we dealing with here? What, what is being? Uh, we consider... The, the, all the, first of all, we begin with an axiom. It's more than an axiom. It's, it's an absolute truth. Uh, there's, there's not but Hashem. That's all there is. Well, creation now is something seemingly that can interact with the creator. And therefore, there are two concepts. There's the creator and there's creation. There's giving, there's taking, there's asking, there's giving. There is a relationship well, if you're by yourself, there's no relationship. Azulus is required. Something else, somebody else, uh, uh, something outside of yourself. If you were sitting in a cave on some desert island somewhere, you have no relationships. There are no relationships. You cannot give from anybody. You cannot take. You cannot inform. You cannot help. You cannot argue. There is nothing. There's only you. Uh, you can imagine whatever you like, but that imagination is nothing other than you. Someone else shows up in a lifeboat and ends up on that island. Oh, now there's a Zulus. There's someone else. There is someone to relate to. There's someone to interact with. The Rabbani Shalom is by himself. The Rabbani Shalom desires to give. He des what does he desire to give? He desires to give of himself, of his own holy attributes. He desires to, um, to, to bestow benefit. On who? On whom? Well, there's no one there. So this idea of, of a desire to give, a desire to do good, it implies a relationship and therefore requires a zulus. Well, how does that come about? We look at the Almighty, as it were, and again, these, the language is totally inadequate to describe. I mean, we're talking about things beyond description, really. But we, these are the terms we use in order at least to, to discuss the subject in, in, in some very, very superficial way. We have this concept of hu v'shmoyechad, or hu echad v'shmoyechad, depending, it's, uh, those are two, actually two different madregas. But we can think of it for the time being as more or less the same. Hu v'shmoyechad. Uh, so right off the top, there are, it's not just one, there's not just who. There's something called shmoy. What is shmoy? Shmoy is a gilui of who, 
It's a gilui of etzem, a revelation of etzem to etzem. It's atzmiistic. It uh, reflects etzem. It's of the quality of etzem. As etzem is limitless, it is limitless. As, as uh, uh, etzem is uh, uh, whatever is in etzem in terms of the creative process is in the or of etzem, is in the light of etzem, is in the shame of etzem, the shmoi. So shmoi reflects the etzem to etzem because there's no one else to reflect it to. But it's, a, it's an incredible thing. Really, stop thinking about it. Etzem does not require, etzem does not have to reflect himself to himself. He knows who he is without it. Or as a chiddish. It's a gilui. Up till now, there's only etzem. Now brought into play is a concept. It's a concept called gilui. Gilui invariably, at one level or another, in one way or another, at the end of the day, is designed to reveal to somebody or to something. It's not, it's not although at, at this stage that we're talking about, there is no one for it to reveal itself to. It's, it's again, Hashem revealing himself to himself. Um, but you know that there's something intended by this other than simply revealing himself to himself because it's, it's uh, irrelevant, absolutely irrelevant from the point of view of the Rabbanishalayim. So the question is, where is this Zulus going to come from? Well, that etzim, that or, that his spashtus, has within it everything. So, what is everything? I don't know. I have no idea what everything is. Again, we're thinking of God in the context of a creator, in the uh, position or the, the self-definition, because that's what, he, that's what he is, the creator now, as creator. Uh, are there dimensions of, of etzim which are beyond? Absolutely, creator is one of ein soif, possibilities that may or may not be uh, actualized by the Rabbanu Shalom. But right now, we think God identifies himself as creator, and it's a valid thing to call him creator, because in fact, he does create, and creation is entirely a product of his will. So he's the creator. So we have then this reflection of Hashem is Baruch to himself. Um, yes, so let's just go back to the sentence. Let's repeat it again. The first thing, in our process. Now again, we are talking sequentially, which gives us the illusion of time. Oh, first there was just etzim. Then there was etzim and or. And in the or now, there is something called simsum. Uh, although the sequence is there, it's entirely causal. Time is nothing to, time hasn't been created yet. It's above time, totally, absolutely above time. At this point, even above the satirism, not above any concept of time, or above any concept of individual being as well. So the first thing, at least causally, in this causal sequence, is what is called the Tzimtzum Harishan. Hanikra has a name, Mokom Panui, It is called a void, a Mokom Panui, an empty space <coughs> within, within Or, within this Or. Um, so what happens, or, or the way we tend to think of this, is that all of... Of what? There's nothing yet. <laughs> Every, that, oh, all there is is etzem, of course. Etzem is everywhere and everywhere. The same is not changeable in any way. Etzem is etzem. We're not talking about etzem. But there's, oh, there's this reflection of etzem. There's this gilu of etzem, the revelation of etzem. Within this revelation of etzem, which is all-encompassing and all-powerful and all-saturating, there a space is made. A, 
uh, a more component, a void is made. What is a, a void in? It's an, a void in R. It's a void in life. It's an empty, it's empty of light. And therefore it's a chayshach, it's a darkness. Now we have, began with one, now we're beginning to develop uh, levels, dimensions. Um, we have or, which is ein soif, limitless, reflecting the more, reflecting the Rabbani Shalom. I mentioned we don't call them the more, but for the sake of convenience, we can in this, this way. We have or in soif, which reflects essence in some way. We have a, uh, a void, which is, doesn't affect etzim in any way whatsoever, but it itself now is an area in which that light is not apparent. And that is called the Mokampanui, it's called the void. Well, what happened to the R? Well, it sounds simple, but in fact it's not. The R um, is now concealed within the essence of R, the etzim of R. Um, we have actually, before this symptom, we have etzim. We have etzema or, and we have espashtus or. Without getting into these details, what we are really talking about is the uh, uh, dimension of or, which ultimately is revealable, which ultimately extends from the, out, out from the self uh, to ultimately, uh, well, actually outside the self. That's espashtus, that's or, revelatory or, revealing or. The source of that revealing or is etzem or, the concept of or, if you like, yechelis, if you like. And that, of course, is a quality or a, one of the powers of etzem is to create such a thing, to have such a thing. So what happens from our perspective now, talking about it, is we have... Etzim is always etzim. We have this or which is reflecting this unique reflection of etzim to nobody in particular except etzim. And there is a space now in this or where there is no revelation. It is not revealed. That's the key story here. It didn't go anywhere. It simply became concealed within its source. In a very real sense, nothing happened. It came from a state of uh, or which is available for perception in some way to an aura which has, is now there, hasn't gone anywhere, but it is not in a getter of perceivability. It is concealed, it is hidden. It is not um, an or which is designed to reveal. It's an or which is associated with etzema or, which is not revelatory except to the creator himself. So this is what this Malcolm Ponov is all about. It is, a, from a practical standpoint, it is a negation, a nullification of or. How does this happen? Uh, it depends. It depends on what your, your, your point of view is in, uh, in Kabbalah is. According to the Kisvarizal, according to Eitz Chaim, the Lushan is, is the or is silik al hatsad. The or is withdrawn to the side. So what you end up with is infinite or ain't safe everywhere except in this, what is now a location, at least in mind, a location in cause. It's now identified by a change, a specific, particular, individual change in which the or is not revealed. You have there a, a phase of or, you have a phase of darkness, which we would call Mokam Ponui, in which or is not revealed, and we have an interface, which is called the Eagle Hog Godel. And the, uh, 
the marshal for this most often that's given, and it's certainly in Kisi Arizal, is that of a endless, uh, endless or which is Pajah Ptachza reflecting the Ma'or, reflecting the Creator Himself in some way. Um, and then there is a circle, and within that circle, the area of the circle, there is a Chayshech. The Eagle the, the Eagle actually means a circle, it means a ring. So now we have two phases. We have a phase of Orin Saif, we have a phase of uh, apparent Chayshech. It goes further than that because the Chayshech, uh, the Makampani means an empty space. It's not exactly empty, but we don't have to get into that at this point. This would be the Oasis Hiroshima, Kwech HaGvul, which does not contribute at all to revelation in and of itself. We'll talk about this a little bit later on. So thus far, we have at least a general concept of what's happening. We have two phases, the phase of Gilui and the phase of no Gilui. Well, that phase of no Gilui opens up possibilities because within that or, our possibilities ain't soif. It's or ain't soif. It's pajit. Um, and therefore, since it's got everything, it reveals nothing. The, the, a good example for this, or I, I, it's a good example. It's an example that I happen to like very much. It's, uh, it's, it's beginning to lose traction because these, no one has these things anymore. But I think of a slide projector. You have a slide projector, you turn it on, and on the screen, what do you see? You see white light. That's pshitas, that's pajit. There's nothing there except the white light. Well, what's in that white light? Everything. The reason it's, it's pajit and it shows you nothing is because it is the potential source for everything, namely for any kind of visual imagery, color, shape, or whatever that can be revealed in terms of visual imagery is in that light. So it's got everything. It's ain't soif. It's, it's imagery ain't soif. And, it's in, and it comes in a way of pshitas. You put a slide in that projector, <clears throat> and now what has happened is you have withheld, you've made a space in that light, you've made a hole in that light, so to speak. <clears throat> you've withheld the entire white light, except for one prat in that white light. Let's say it's a tree. And now what you see on the screen is a tree. Well, oh, miracle, where did that come from? Well, there's no miracle. It's Gili Hallam. Here you have light with all possibilities and potentialities. You have put in a barrier to those, to the, the infinitude, to the pshitas of that source. That barrier allows one prat in the infinite amount of Gili that's in that source to be manifest and revealed. And now you have a tree. Fantastic. You could have put in a picture of a house. You'd have a house. Put in a picture of a fish. You'd have a fish. There's no, no end. There's no end because the source has no end. What happens now when you remove the slide from the uh, projector? Tree's gone, finished, goodbye. Now you have white light again. What happened to the tree? Nothing. Stayed exactly where it was. Stayed, it's, it's there. It's there in the white light. The only thing is now it's there only in potential because it's bitl betachlis to the or ain't soif to the endless light in which is its ultimate uh, origin, shall we say. So in a way, this is, this is what Simpson does. It now allows for something to be revealed, not everything, not all things, not all possibilities, not every uh, uh, dimension or, or phase of creation. It allows for a particular manifestation of God's creative power to be revealed specifically. And this is what the Kav is. The Kav emerges from this endless uh, Pajat source, this endless Pajat light, 
as a kav means a line, it's called kavahut, a thread basically emerges into, the, into this tzimtzum. And it's not negated anymore because it is not overwhelmed or uh, uh, subsumed within the light. The light is restricted from this makam panui. That's the whole point of the makam panui. It now allows for the reality and the uh, identity of a light which is now restricted, defined, has dimension, it has a top, it comes into the Makampanui, it has a bottom, the center of the Makampanui. We now have the concept of up and down. We have the concept of dimension. We have the concept of finitude. All of these things have emerged from an endless source, a Pujit source, by means of this Tsimsum as, uh, and the Kav breaking through Tsimsum <coughs> and um, becoming manifest as a particular possibility within the endless possibility of Or Ein Soif. Um, so again, what has happened in the Tzimtzum is a void has been created. How has it been created? The light in that area. How, of course, the word area has no meaning either in any real sense because we're above space and time. But it's conceptually, there has now been a, uh, a, a, a withdrawal of light um, in a causal location which allows for the small component. Let, let, let's use another, let's use another idea, another marshal. You have a um, very knowledgeable individual who is teaching 10-year-olds. <clears throat> and this is a person who is uh, Talmud Chacham, he knows a huge amount, he's, very, he's an adult. Uh, and he has in his mind uh, a uh, endless source of revelation. Now, not all of that revelation in his soul is seichel, some of it, there's all sorts of things there. But insofar as he identifies himself with his mind, which namely is as a scholar, number one, as a teacher, number two, he has chosen, he identifies himself with the role, he, who is he? He is teacher. Now, to his kids, he's not teacher. To his kids, he's daddy. To his uh, wife, he's husband. But the role he's interested in at the moment and what he's passionate about at the moment is intellect. He's interested in ideas, the world of ideas, the world of revelation, the world of intellectual revelation. And he's interested in giving and in, in making it available and teaching it. That's what a teacher is. So he now has, he's facing a class of kids. They're 10 years old. He's 50 years old. They don't know anything or they, they know what 10 year old kids know. Um, he was well, 10 years old himself also once, and therefore that 10-year-old level of knowledge, he's got that too, but it never comes to mind, never thinks of it. It's, it's long, long forgotten. He lives on a different level, lives on a, def a different uh, mode of understanding, of appreciation, of thinking. Now he's got to give something meaningful to these kids. The problem is, how does he think in kids? How, how can he do that? That's not him anymore. What he is, he's... You know, he, he's Talmud Chacham, he's the great genius, he's the great mind who, who, who uh, the, 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 the individual who traverses the whole world of Tardo, who has a, insights of, in depth and in breadth and in knowledge of, of everything. That's who he is. And if he's going to reveal that, well, those kids, they can't relate to that. They, they have no way of relating to that kind of light. <clears throat> so what does he do? He does a symptom. He makes a hole, a space, uh, a, a void in his mind. 
What does this void consist of? It consists of a retraction or a concealment of himself to himself. The way he understands, the way he knows B'derach Mamel automatically just by virtue of the fact who he is, now he withdraws his attention from that. And he, he, he basically conceals all that he is in terms of knowledge and understanding, and he makes room, a space, a void, a makampanui. Um, and he looks at those kids, and in that vast, endless space of knowledge and ideas, he picks, there's an idea there that this would be, this is a fabulous idea. It's an idea which is shy to 10 years old. 10-year-olds. It's an idea that they must know, that they must learn. This is the beginning of their process of uh, they're doing Mishnahis now, let's say, or whatever. This is a, an essential step in developing as adult thinking uh, students of Taita. So he, he has that idea and he picks only the external facets of that idea, the superficial facets of the idea, the simplified dimensions of the idea. The idea in principle, and it, with its principles, I should say. <coughs> and uh, that little idea of his, that thought of his, contains within it a world in and of itself, because that idea can spin itself out now into a whole story. Right now it's only an akuda, it's just a thought, it's, it's isolated, and it becomes the source of a line of thinking, a line, an evolutionary chain of cause and effect of development in which that nakuda, that seed of an idea, which is shy to the 10-year-olds, which is critical for the 10-year-olds, now begins to sprout. And it begins to develop into details and there are higher levels of it and lower levels of it. Uh, it becomes... Um, um, uh, divided into pratim specifics emerge from it, particular ideas, complementary ideas, mishalim, levushim, and you have this chain of, of creation of this world of the idea, which began with the Nakuda, the Nakuda began bitl betachlis mamish within its source, and now from this Nakuda has developed a story. That story will take him 45 minutes or an hour to give over to his students sitting before him. And that is the kav as it as descends and, be, and develops in his mind, ultimately to be spoken by his mouth. Now this requires tremendous attention. First of all, he has to be able to, to uh, identify the concept. Secondly, he has to be able to know enough about 10-year-olds and what they can handle and what they can be given to fashion and, and uh, cultivate and control the development of this idea into a story. The story has to be completely absorbable, otherwise uh, you're up the creek. Um, and therefore this tremendous effort, that's tzimtzum after tzimtzum, the tzimtzum first of all to, find, to identify the, the concept, the tzimtzum to allow the concept to emerge into conscious thought, the tzimtzum required to bring it down to, to, uh, into specifics and into mishalim and into uh, ideas and thoughts that, that are suitable for language. And not only that, but suitable for language that are designed for 10-year-olds. Each one of those things could be thought of as a, uh, a reduction or a tzimtzum of one sort or another. But the initial thing is that the, the initial tzimtzum was the identification and isolation of the idea in his own mind, which could not have happened were he not to put himself to the side. I realize I'm spending a long time on this, but I think it's an extremely important concept. 
And therefore, this is Simpson. This is Simpson Harishan, the first, the initial Simpson, the creation of the possibility of manifesting something from nothing, in a sense. After the Simpson, there is an extension then from this Nakuda, which was originated beyond the Simpson, there's an extension into this area. And that extension is evolutionary, and it, it evolves, and it develops into creation, until we have the story, which ultimately is spoken. It becomes totally detached from the teacher, the thinker, the creator, through Debor, through speech, through Isis. Here we are. We are now in the story. We are stars within this story. The Kav Hood extends now in a way of limitation because it's focused. Because it's not nothing, now it's a something. It's focused um, as a ha'ara, as, as a minuscule ha'ara um, uh, of what preceded it. It's a minuscule ha'ara of the original Nakuda of of the concept as it was, and it's a horror of or, which is Pajit, in which that dimple of an idea developed uh, in the mind of the teacher before it even began to be extended. From this now extends Seder Hishtalshus. Seder means order, top, bottom. Basser spheres, everything we understand, know, <clears throat> or think we know, about creation, is now uh, unraveling. It's uh, the, the, the kuda, original kuda, is being unpacked and developed. Again, we used the mushroom before; we can use it again. Uh, the the apple seed contains the entire, entire tree is there. If you have any idea of what the complexity, biological complexity of a tree, it's it's a universe. It's a universe with millions of different cell types doing billions of different biochemical operations. It's just indescribable. It's absolutely indescribable. The whole thing is in the seed. But the seed has to be unpacked. The seed is like the nukuda, from which now will extend the kav, and the kav develops into a little seedling. No such thing as wood yet. No such thing as flowers yet. And from the seedling, the seedling will suddenly find this whole process of lignization, which means wood is now being created and flowers are being made, and there's a growth and a development until finally, safe called safe. <clears throat> you have this beautiful tree with these amazing blossoms, ultimately producing a fruit, and in that fruit are, more, are seeds, and those seeds will make more trees, which will make more, uh, more fruit, more seeds ad infinitum, all in the seed. That, this is the kav un, unpacking, as it were, or developing. As it, as it descends through Seder Shtalshlis. Ah, uh, yeah, uh, Chodesh, uh, where are we? Here it is. Over here, everything that extends from this kaf into Bri Yitzir, I'm sorry, Atzilis Bri Yitzir and Asiya, loy nikra b'shem or Chodesh me'ikroi. Here is the key to our story. It's not new. Very interesting lotion here. Loi nikra b'shem or chadosh me'ikroi. Let's first of all think, what is chadosh me'ikroi? This whole thing, which, look, came out of nowhere. It's a creation, a universe, a tree, whatever. 
what a chisna? No. In essence, it's not a chiddish. It is not a chiddish. It came ultimately from an identifiable source. Um, it wasn't that seed. It was not identifiable in the seed. It wasn't even imaginable in the seed. It looks like something absolutely brand new. But it came from a source in which, in some form, some ethereal, abstract way, it was present. Uh, and the process then of its development is not yeshma'ain so much as gilu yihalem. It's being revealed as from a, uh, an identifiable source, a makam, uh, I'm sorry, a makar, a makar or a sharish. Very interesting word here. Nikra b'shem or chadosh. It is not called loy nikra b'shem or chadosh. It is not called or chadosh. Why not just say it's not or chadosh? It's a complicated story because um, it depends upon your perspective. It depends upon your point of view. Uh, the kav <coughs> can be thought of as a Hiddish, depending uh, whether you're talking milamayla lamata, milamata lamayla. Uh, we'll see this word used again. So how it is defined depends very much upon where you are, where the definer is standing. From our perspective now, watching from bottom up, uh, uh, this, uh, I should say, from where we're standing looking top down as this is developing, it's not a Hiddish. We say, oh no, that's, uh, that is a a process of development that is a process of logical sequential evolution, that's not a chiddish, um, but certainly looks like one from down here. So the word nikra becomes very important because we will see in other maimarim, the, the concept of the, the kav is a chiddish, the concept of or mugbal is a chiddish. We'll see that. So what does it tell you? First of all, in terms of chidushim, it's very hard to nail down absolutes. One person's chiddish is another person's gili alam, number one. Um, but in from our perspective, what we are looking for, we're looking for the, we have decided, so again, we, we're dealing here with the Hasidic theory of relativity. It's very important. <coughs> Hasidic theory of relativity, <coughs> excuse me, requires you to define a frame of reference. What's your frame of reference? Simon and regular relativity, Einstein's relativity. Well, our frame of reference right now is Seder Stalschlis. Oh, okay. So Seder Stalschlis has a charge and a root above Seder Shtalshus, Koydemat Simsum, uh, in which Seder Shtalshus has already in some way or another been, uh, 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 what's the word I'm looking for, uh, as a presence. Very ethereal, very, um, very much of a cloud, very abstract, no Matthias at all of what's going to follow. And therefore there's a dimension, a concept, a, uh, a word which can be applied, which is that it is there in a very, very Helm-Dicker way. Helm doesn't mean that something else is concealing it. It means that in its very essence, it is the Helm. Um, so, uh, yeah, so, loy nikra b'shem or chodosh me'ikra. In essence, there's another key here, in essence me'ikra. In essence, it's not or chodosh. If we look at it from the point of view of the makabal, puh, that's a, it's a chiddush. So we call that yeshma'ah, that's a gewaldig yechidish. If we look at it from the point of view of the mashpia, there's no such thing as a chidish in a sense. It's a, but this certainly is not a chidish. It's already, it's already a done deal. Once this, all the machshava ha 
comes into play, this, this conceptual identification of Seder Shtalsus within the endless Ein Soif possibilities uh, before it even becomes actualized in any way. Uh, no, no, there it is. It's, uh, this is not a Hiddish. From that point of view, what about from the R itself? Depends. It's not a Hiddish Me'ikra. It is not essentially an R, which is an R of Hiddish. It is essentially an or, which is an or of Gili from a source which preceded it, in which it was Helam Be'etzim. That's what it is. It's not a Chiddush Me'ikr. Me'ikr means you cannot find a source for that or. You, there is no precedent for it. There is no way. It, it just is not part and parcel of reality as anyone knows it in any manner, shape, or form. That's a Chiddush. This, there is a presence in some manner, shape, or form. Granted, very hidden, very abstract, very ethereal. Um, uh, but, but nonetheless, there is the thought already occurred, so it's there in some way. This um, is a gilui or in a way of helam, uh, at the very outset in its source, before, before it's simsum. I knew Shamir Lifneat Simpson, who Gamkain Mashabah Begilui Lutzarah Oilamais. What that it is there before Simpson? It's also not before Simpson's or Pashat, that's or of the creator to the creator, but this is a, a singularity in that or. All the Hamachshava Pashat came up to Hashem's thinking, as it were. Hashem's thinking is all that. Uh, I'm, I'm using terrible words because I don't have, a, I don't have words. I'm doing, uh, this is what we can do, this is what I can use. In this Or Pajit, Hu Vishmai, and the Shmai is in a Gedra now of Hispashtus Or, totally Pajit, completely reflecting the, the, the Creator as Creator to Himself, there is a focus. Ola HaMachshava came up, in this case the Machshava referring to this Or, came up a focus that in the infinite possibilities, there is this one possibility, which is Seder Shtalshalus and existence and being. It came up and it's there in mind. Bittel Batachlis to the Or, totally, um, not in the Getter of Messias, totally abstract, totally all potential, but nonetheless it's an identifiable potential. That is the key here. Um, this is the Indian Lamashal um, Zoyer brings. Um, Reish Harmanusa Damalcha, the beginning of the rule of the king, the reign of the king, Galif Galifa Betir Elah, is the carving of the carving in the highest glow, in the highest level of light. It's called Butsina de Cardunisa, a hard spark. Well, what does that mean, Galifa Betir Elah? Betir Elah means the, the, the or Pajit, the or which reflects the Rabbinish Lailim, the or which is. Ein Saif, the or which is Ein Saif. It's a getter of a spashtus, but it is Ein Saif. Um, Galifa, carved out of that, carved out of that is a, uh, a focus. Well, wh why Lushen carving? What, is, what does carving here mean? If you take a piece of paper and you write on it, so you have the paper, you have the oisius, the two are two different things, but nonetheless it works very nicely. Those are oisius and that is paper. They are two distinct entities, two distinct concepts. But if you carve letters into a precious stone, the stone has, you haven't added anything. You've, you've made a change, the stone being the, the, the or in Saif Kodim at Simpson. You, you've, 
you have made a focus in that stone. You made an area of the stone which is different, which is different, which is uh, you, one can focus on. Now that could be exteriorized, externalized, turned into reality by taking the stone as a seal, dipping it in, in, in wax, let's say, and now the letters would come up from the carving in the stone. But the stone itself, is, it's, it's, not, it's, it's not something other than stone. On the other hand, it is a focus within the stone. It is a, a dimension within the stone that's something other than the stone is elsewhere. This is the idea of this source of Seder Shalshus before Tzimtzum. We learned in a previous Mimer, Parshas Nasai, that the source of all being, source of creation, um, is the Yud of the latter hay of Shem Sag. Shem Sag is Yud Ke Vav Ke B'milui Yud, except for the Vav, which is an Aleph, has an Aleph in it. Well, what does that mean? The latter Yud of the hay, last hay of Shem Sag. It's a Nakuda. Shem Sag is the name of Hashem Koydemat Simtsum, in this case, Koydemat Simtsum, but it's Spashtus, as opposed to Shem Av, which is Etzimor. It's Spashtus, and therefore it has possibilities. One of those possibilities is a possibility for finitude. One of those possibilities is that you could isolate one of Ein Soif possibilities from that name, and that um, uh, the identification of that one possibility is the Yud, which is only in Nakuda. From the last hay of Shem Sag, this now becomes the source of all creation. Galif, the identification, uh, the focus of that perturbation in the Pshitas of Etzem, of Pshitas of Or, Galif, Galif, Galifa, the, the second carving is the actual emergence of that point as a possibility to be expanded into, into reality. Yeah. Um, Okay, right. Um, well, I've got to find a better place to start again than this. Okay, so this possibility of Eilamais existed in some way. Very ethereal, very theoretical, very abstract. One finds in that or also an or that could be revealed within Oilemais after Tzimtzum. The same way in the mind of that great teacher, that, that great Talmud Chacham, in that mind there's also an or, he already now an or, greatly hidden, become totally bittle to the or of his own intellect. But there is an or which could emerge and which could come out as in, in, in a way that would be suitable for 10-year-old students, has been explained. Nikra helem shel or v'hagilui. This is the a concealment, a, the concealed state of an or which is primarily designed to reveal. Sha'al Yudei HaKav, through Kav. Ein Or Chadosh. Therefore, this is not what we call Or It's not new. It has a source, it has a precedent, it has a mucker, and therefore, as um, uh, ethereal as it is, uh, it is not new. Mr. Shem will continue next time.